Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. After a while, after a long time, here we are. The Turnbuckle Takeover is back. The podcast that has your wrestling news. And guess what, folks? We got the fans back. So let's get right back into it, folks. Finn Balor returns. SmackDown. Huge crowd. Hot. Super hot. 14,956 fans for the WWE Universe last night. And let me tell you, I don't know about you guys, but that is the first show for WWE where I feel like they finally, they listened to the fans a little bit. We got some returns. We got a hot crowd. We got good wrestling. We got less talking. And that is a formula that worked in the Attitude Era. And it worked in the golden era. It works in every era. Less talking, more action, more reaction. That's how it works, folks. So, it started right off. Great six-man tag. I mean, Roman Reigns. (laughs) Let's be honest, folks. When he first came out, I kind of seen a... Or heard a 50-50 split in the crowd. But as the night got going on, I started to hear more boos. I'm thinking this guy can get over as a heel, and we'll see as uh, the time moves on with that. Uh, But you had the Uzos also. And, man, regardless of the whole Jimmy Uzo situation with the alcohol arrest for the third time, um, I really feel like they are the mold that keeps that whole angle together. It's a family-oriented angle, and it works. Every family angle in wrestling works. From, I mean, just go back and look. Brett knowing, I mean, that that right there was the ultimate family feud. This is going to become that in given time. As it should be. Edge was super over. Even the Mysterios were super over last night. And, I mean, it was just, it was great to, to hear that energy from a, you know, I mean, honestly, that was just white hot. That's what we call white hot. I mean, everybody was on their feet. It felt like an attitude show, and I couldn't be more happier from WWE. I know usually I get on here and I, I spew negativity all the time for WWE, but, uh, you know, it's tough to work in front of a no crowd. When you have no crowd, there's a lot of things you can't do as a wrestler. Number one, you can't really play to the crowd because there's no crowd to play to. Okay, sure, the screens were nice. That was creative. Good idea. But that's still not the energy that you need for a wrestling show. A crowd plays a major part in it. People don't think it does, but it really, really... It it, it, it broadens so many things you can do. You know, from brawls in the crowd to, to playing to the crowd to the crowd turning on the heels or turning on the good guys when it's time to. They tell you. They tell you. You really have no issues at all. So, with that being said, congratulations to the SmackDown booking team for booking a good show last night. I mean, really nothing added for money in the bank. I mean, it's the card's pretty much set at this point. So, I mean, yeah, the main event was great. I don't want to take nothing away from those guys, but that was kind of like a preview of what you're going to see. Um at Money in the Bank. 
So, next thing we need to get to. First and foremost, I know everybody wants the the top five back, right? Well, the top five is back, and here we go with it. This week's top five things that AEW can do to make it to the next level. These are not in any order. These are just things that they need to do to get to that. They are going to be the solid promotion that can, I mean, let's take the head off the beast, off the McMahon beast that has really had a hold of the, 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 the pro wrestling scene for quite a long time now. We're talking 20 years, 20 years Vince has been on top. So let's 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 go with that countdown right now. Number five, successful video game. Why do I say this? Tony Khan has stated numerous times he has spent a load of money on this video game. If this video game flops, that will not be good financially for them. Now, granted, the cons are billionaires, and it probably won't affect them that badly. But the promotion, it very well could. Let me explain. So, the thing about video games is, if you're not a wrestling fan, a wrestling game is still a fighting game. So people like fighting games. Well, that in turn, okay, well, it's a fighting game, it's a new wrestling game, I'm going to buy it because I like fighting games. That's the kit, the ticket here, folks. One of the major reasons WCW got popular was because of their N64 WCW vs. NWO Revenge game. It was awesome. It was the, it's what wrestling games should play off of even now. Even with today's technology, the the gameplay was perfect. The graphics for that time were amazing. I mean, AEW really needs to have this game take off and do well in sales. And I think it might because, let's be honest, it's been a while since we had a good wrestling game. It's been a while since I've played a good wrestling game. Uh, no disrespect to Retromania, it's just an arcade wrestling game. And that's fun, but it's not, it, it, you don't get the full experience. So if that video game does well, that will do that will bring eyes to the product and that will make them a ton of money cuz it's $60 a pop or, or heck if you get the ultimate edition I'm sure they're going to have that's going to be $99. So you're spending 100 bucks right there. You know, so hopefully that game sells sells well. They're taking their time on it. It's going to take them another year, maybe even two for it comes out. But when it does, it, it, as long as they've taken it, better be on point. Uh, number four, I think they should sign Daniel Bryan right away. He's a free agent. Everybody knows who uh, <laughs> a lot of people I know call him Mighty Mouse. But that's what he's built for. Uh, he, he plays that Mighty Mouse story. And, uh, I mean, he's, he's over. Everybody loves Daniel Bryan. He's an exceptional wrestler. He's an exceptional technical wrestler. It would be a big get for AEW, especially at All Out in September. That would just be, that would be unbelievable for them. Number three, this one hits home to me. As most of you know by now, I did referee for a little bit. The referees need to mean more. And let me explain. Rules matter in wrestling. I've listened to a lot of Cornette on his pod- podcast, uh, Jim Ross. And a few others talk about this also. So I feel like I'd give my take on this. Referees control everything. 
believe it or not, if you do not have a good referee, if you don't have rules in wrestling, then it really doesn't make sense. So why would you even have a referee if there is no rules? Just to have somebody count three? This is kind of the problem I had with some ECW referees back in the heyday. But as I grew up, I understood, okay, well, this is different. This is hardcore wrestling. This AEW is not hardcore wrestling. They are trying to put on a product that's kind of in between for everybody. Like, there's some violence, and there's some family stuff, there's some comedy. It's all mixed in. And that's a good thing, because you get all kinds of type of people watching the show. That, in turn, brings your ratings up. But where I'm getting at with the referee thing here is, I've seen numerous times on AEW where they should have been counted out way before the referee even gets close to 10. Like, he's counting so slow that he should have been at 50 by now. So, I mean, you suspend my belief, but don't make me feel stupid. And the refs are put out in AEW sometimes to, um, to look like they're pretty dumb. Like, they can't figure anything out. Um, there has been little ref bumps, and that's fine because that got overplayed for a while. They just need to really work on the fundamentals of being a referee, as in meaning when somebody counts you out of 10, it's a count out. When you hit somebody with a foreign object and it's not a no disqualification match, that is a disqualification. Rather, we as fans like it or not, that is what wrestling was built on. The rules and the fundamentals of of, of the business. So number two, a network. Why do I say this also? Well, think about it. Monthly f- subscription equals monthly viewers equals continuous eyes on the product equals money in your pocket every single month at basically a guaranteed certain amount of revenue. That, my friends, is a consistent money coming into your business. They have enough footage almost right now where I wouldn't say you could put a WWE network on by any means necessary, but you definitely could put a small little little app on somewhere that has all your matches on it for five bucks a month. Or even do it through YouTube like Impact just did. Um, it just it, it makes sense marketing-wise and for everything. It, it just makes sense for the younger guys to get exposure also. Uh, you could film some more matches for Dark. You got another show of Rampage coming on in August. I mean, you're going to have plenty of footage in the next year or so to put a network on. So in a, in a year, I would hope a network comes up for AEW, and I think that would be good for them. And the number one thing in my eyes, keep pushing the new talent. It is fine to go get these guys from WWE when they get released. Thank goodness Black went to AEW. I am so happy about that. Tommy N deserves so much uh, respect. He's got a wicked kick. He looks like a badass. He acts like a badass, and he can talk. Uh, To me, he's like a mixture of Jake Roberts and like RVD. It's so strange. It's such a weird, unique thing. And that's the thing about him. He's unique. So he's over. So keep pushing Darby Allen. I want to see Scorpio Sky get some more respect. Um, I mean, just keep... Hangman Adam Page. 
uh, just all those type of guys. Even Kingston, man, he's so over also. So I, I want to see them guys keep moving up the ladder while these veterans help to elevate them to the next level. And that's what it's going to take for AEW. And I think, in my opinion, or at least the top five things, I think, that AEW needs to do to get to the next level. So let's roll right into Money in the Bank. Money in the Bank, to me, is like the seventh best pay-per-view for WWE. It's like right on the fringe of being a... It's one of my favorites, but it's not like must-see, I gotta catch it. But to some people, it is. Some people love the Money in the Bank. Me, personally, I enjoy it because... I don't know. I like ladder matches. I always have since Sean and Razor... Uh, I've been a fan of them, even back in the Stampede days, if you go back and watch uh, Dynamite and Brett. Their their ladder matches were just amazing for back in the day, and the, the wooden ladders were so flimsy they could barely stand in the ring. It's, it's kind of dangerous for the guys, actually. So, we got a massive lineup for Money in the Bank, so let's get right into it. Lashley and Kofi for the WWE Championship. There is no way Kofi wins this match. I'm sorry for you New Day lovers, I'm one, but he ain't losing to Lashley. Or he, I'm, excuse me, he will lose to Lashley. And there's just no way I can see this going any farther. This is the end-all, be-all of this angle. I see a run-in. I don't know who the surprise is going to be. I've heard things on the internet. I don't like what I'm hearing. If I see Goldberg Sunday night, oh, please don't rehash this. We have seen this, th- what, three times now. Dating back all the way to 2016, it is 2021, folks. Goldberg is done. He does not need to do anything. Let's have the Fiend run down. Let's, let's do something with him. Let's, let's do something different. Somebody new. No Drew, no disrespect to McIntyre or anything. But it's got to get to a point where the fans are just going to stop watching Raw. And it's not because Lashley's not a badass weapon of destruction. But it's the fact that you got nobody for him to, to that, that's a viable competitor that could take the belt off of him. Except for Brock Lesnar or a John Cena. Or a rock. But not Drew. We've seen it. Nobody wants to see it. It was our pandemic era feud. It was great while it lasted. It's been played out. Let's move on from it. I hope they don't book this that way. I have a feeling Vince is going to want to give Drew another run. Because of the fact that... It's, it's just been done without a crowd. And Vince might feel like that he needs to give that to Drew where Drew didn't get to experience that as a champion. Drew basically, his whole run, the pandemic hit. I feel bad for the guy. He has literally the worst luck in the professional wrestling business. Other than Magnum TA and his car accident. I can't find another guy who has the gets over... And then has the most terrible luck with either guys that are in that that he's in feuds with, get in trouble with the law, or he gets hurt, or 
They want him to drop the belt because they feel like he's not over. It's something. The poor guy just cannot catch a break. So, if Vince may very well want to give him that break, I don't know that. I still feel like it's either Brock, Cena, or The Fiend that runs out. Somebody's coming in at the end of this match. Somebody. I could be 100% wrong, but I don't feel like I am. They need returns. With Finn Balor last night, that would have been one of my guesses. You maybe could see some NXT people show up. Very well possible. Alright, so Roman Reigns versus Edge. The Universal title. Folks, I'm excited for this. This has got a good wrestling match. Just, it's built, it's ready, it's been ready. This match is going to do it for me, folks. I, I'm torn on this. I, I'm 50-50 because I feel like it doesn't matter who really wins this match. If Roman wins it, then we carry on with the Roman saga. Where we all know he's going to end up to the Rock. We know this. We know it. There is no way it doesn't. So with that being said, on that side of the coin, I don't see Edge winning it. Then I look on the other side of the coin. Edge got over Friday night. He was over last night. In every way possible. From crowd reaction, he was hitting his moves. He didn't look like he was blown up. He looked like Edge. So, I mean, if you put the belt on him, SummerSlam's right around the corner. So there you go. It doesn't matter who wins this match. It's booked that good that you'll be happy either way. And that's my coffee maker. And if I drank coffee, I would have a cup right now. But I don't think I need coffee because I'm already too wired as it is. So next up is a match that I'm really not excited for. And that's AJ Styles. And I call him the Jolly Green Giant. Almost. Because he's, he's, he is the most non-looking guy they're trying to make a heel that is just greener than goose shit in the ring. He has no idea what he's doing. Number one, he shouldn't be out there. Number two, I wouldn't have put him out there. <laughs> like, so... Why this guy is with AJ and somebody not like Sami Zayn, I I don't understand it. I just don't. It makes no sense for him to be tag team champions with AJ Styles. They're taking on the Viking Raiders, who I actually hope beat them. Because they're a tag team. So they make sense to win the tag team titles. AJ needs these belts off of him so he can go run and have a feud with maybe whoever ends up being the WWE Champion. I could see AJ and Lashley make a run at SummerSlam. I'm cool with that. AJ's that good. AJ makes big men look bigger. He's that good. Like, he, he's, he's phenomenal. He's exactly what he is. He's phenomenal. So, I actually see the Viking Raiders winning this match. And winning the tag titles for Raw. Next up's the Money in the Bank match. Ricochet, Morrison, Big E, Shinsuke... Seth Rollins, Riddle, Owens, and Drew McIntyre. We all know what the Money in the Bank match is. 
if you don't buy now, then you've been living under a rock somewhere. You grab the briefcase. It's that easy, folks. This one is tough. Because I can see a couple guys who could benefit here. And there's a couple guys who do not need to win this or should win this. Number one, Ricochet is not ready. Morrison is great. Not ready to be a world champion. You can push him to get there, but he's not ready yet. Big E is ready. Big E, Big e is my favorite New Day guy. He can be funny. He can be serious. He can show you emotion. I mean, he's got everything you need. He's powerful. He sells. He makes everything look good. Big E's one of my favorites here. Along with the next guy, Shinsuke Nakamura, who has been at the bottom of the barrel for whatever reason. I, I, this, this is one that I will never figure out. You took the main thing from his entrance away, which was the violin guy who I loved so much because he just made that and he got my wife to pay attention. And that, my friends, for her being a casual fan and other people, that means he's over with casual fans, which means he's over with us. <laughs> so, I mean, the guy's just over. He's amazing in the ring. He's unique also, like uh, like Black. And um, I- I'm okay with Shinsuke winning this also. I'm okay with the next name. Seth Rollins is just a cocky, little squeaky, little guy that was in high school that you just wanted to beat the crap out of because he was just an annoying little prick. That's what Seth Rollins is. And he does it well. He, you, he, he is just irritating. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. But he's a great worker, and he's a great seller. So I'm okay with him winning also. I'm okay with Riddle winning. Riddle's hilarious. If you don't laugh at Matt Riddle, like, oh my gosh. He's the ultimate stoner. He is hilarious. And if they would be smart, they could put RVD with him. And they would be... You could call them whenever you wanted. You could call them whatever you wanted stoner-wise. It would it would be over so, so much. And RVD can't work full-time, but if he could, it would be great. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens could win this match. I'm okay with Owens winning it. He busted his ass to, in the whole pandemic and was over last night. If you all didn't notice, he got a great reaction last night. Uh, but Drew McIntyre is the one where I'm like, now he doesn't need to win it. So, four or four of these or five of these guys, really four of these guys, I could see winning it. But my personal pick, I think Big E wins the thing. I think Big E's going to win it in surprising fashion. If not, I hope Shinsuke wins it. That's my two where I'm like, come on. Like, they're, they're who I'm rooting for. Next up is the women's uh, Money in the Bank match. Natalia, Tamina, Liv Morgan, uh, Zelina Vega, Asuka, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Nikki, A.S.H. Natalia, I would be okay with winning it. Not much to this, folks. There's not much structure to this. There's really no angles played in this except for a... Really, Alexa Bliss, and she's not even really feuding with anybody in this. Maybe Nikki Ash. That would be awesome. Maybe there's some conflict there in the match. But uh, 
honestly, I would just love to see uh, maybe Naomi win this or even Alexa Bliss. She's really the only one that's really over in the women's division right now. Uh, I could see maybe Nikki Ash winning it. The superhero thing is eh to me. It's growing on me a little bit, but I don't like it. I think she was fine as Nikki Cross. She was over. Why change her? You know, there, there's no re- reason to do that. Uh, the pre-show is going to have Ray and Dominique versus the Usos uh, for the SmackDown tag titles. This one, uh, I, can, I see the Usos winning this, honestly. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Ray and Dominique might not move the Raw. I've had this feeling for a while. Uh, I don't know why. I, I, I just feel it. Um, I think Ray would it would help Raw out a little bit. Uh, I know he was on there not too long ago, but... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see Ray back over there. I think Ray's kind of getting lost in a shuffle on the SmackDown because there's just too many people. Okay, my personal favorite pay-per-view for Impact Wrestling is tonight, folks. Slammiversary is tonight. And if Slammiversary was anything like last year, this is going to be awesome. Last year, we had six people. Six people showed up. Six new faces. And from what I've heard, it's going to be the same thing this year. Now, this isn't the cream of the crop, had it been if maybe Samoa Joe was still available. We all know Samoa Joe is not available now. He's back in NXT. So it's going to be tough to pick a major acquisition, I guess I should say. There's really nobody out there unless they got Daniel Bryan. And that would just be a shocker. I couldn't. I don't see that, but uh, we do have an update for Slammiversary. TJP is unable to be there. It could be due to COVID. I don't know that. That is not confirmed. But he is not injured, so I don't understand what it could be unless it's a work visa. Uh, I. But I believe he lives in the states in Florida, so that should not be a problem. All right, so let's start right off with it. Matt Cardona and a mystery partner versus Brian Miles Myers and Tadeel Nashwood. This has history all the way back to WWE. Okay, if you remember, Tadeel actually turned on Cardona when he was Ryder in WWE. So they played off of this. I actually had to ask somebody about this because I wasn't sure if this is if it really did happen or if I I didn't remember correctly. And I did. This has to be Chelsea Green as this mystery partner. Or this match does not make sense. When it is, it's going to be over as heck. It is going to be awesome. And this is a sleeper match, folks. These guys do not get enough credit. These guys bust their butts. They they are just like sensational mid-carters. Great bumpers and know how to get over with a crowd. I bet you... Cordona probably has one of the loudest reactions tonight with a crowd finally being back for Impact, which is just going to be super huge for them, and I'm happy for them. They sold out, even with the the limited number of tickets that they put out. It's not a big crowd. I think it's somewhere between 600 to 1,000, I think I read. But that's still good. That's still what you need to do in a small building. It's going to be like ECW Arena. Like, honestly, it's going to be like watching that tonight. That's going to be the awesome part about it. Um, 
Eddie Edwards versus W.C. Morrissey. For those of you who do not know who that is, if you do not watch Impact on a consistent basis for whatever stupid reason you have, that's Big Cass. That's who that is. Big Cass and Enzo from WWE. That's Big Cass. This guy looks like a million bucks. Somebody taught him who how to talk on the mic, which I'm pretty sure was Scott Namor, and probably uh, Callus a little bit. This guy is just amazing. Okay, he has come a long way from being an alcoholic, pill-popping animal, clean-cut, back to square one, got my body right, learned how to bump, and learned how to talk on my own without Enzo. So that, my friends, they've been pushing him. For the last two months, this guy has been squashing everybody. Unfortunately, Eddie, I works tonight. You will get squashed as a workhorse of the company that you are. I have a feeling this may be another sleeper match. People are going to be like, ah, I don't know if this is going to be good. I think this is going to be good. Eddie Edwards knows exactly how to put big men over. He's going to do it tonight. Women's tag team title match. Fire and Flavor versus Havoc and Rosemary. This got moved to the pre-show last night. Um, so this will be the first match you guys see. I'm happy about that. I felt like this is the the match on the card that I really wasn't interested in. Not that they haven't been building this match. They have been. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just not a big fan of Havoc. Like, I'm just not. She slows Rosemary down in a ring. It's like they don't have a chemistry as a tag team. They have a gimmick as a tag team being Decay. But I, I just don't... I don't know. It just... I feel like they're winning the tag titles here, though. I feel like it's time maybe to split up Fire and Flavor because they both could get over as single stars, and Impact's women's division is awesome. So that's where I think that's going. Havoc and Rosemary are probably going to pull that off. Tag team title four-way match. With TJP not being in this, I'm sure there's another tag team that's going to be involved. So this is going to be a little hard for me to pick my winner. So we'll just go with the tag team that we have in here. Violent by Design, which is going to consist of Joe Doring. And by the way, if you haven't seen this Joe Doring guy, go YouTube this guy. He is like a mix of Stan Hansen and JBL. He is amazing. I love this guy. Joe Doring, folks. Look him up. Amazing. Versus Rich Swan and Willie Mack. Versus the Good Brothers and whoever this mystery tag team is. I don't see Violet by Design losing the titles. They've actually gotten over his heels. The one tag team that I could see winning it is the Good Brothers. Let's be honest. The Good Brothers are a very good tag team. And there's no reason why Impact shouldn't put the tag team titles on them. To be completely honest. So, I mean, they're... They sell merchandise. They're over with internet people. They're over with casual fans. The only other tag team that might have a shot is the mystery tag team. And I don't even know who that could possibly be because I went through and looked at Impact's roster, and the closest thing you're going to get is Decay, which was consists of Crazy Steve and Black Therese. So, I don't know. Next up is the women's world title match. Dana Perrazzo, Diana Perrazzo, let me say that correctly, 
because she deserves her name to be said correctly, because she's busted her butt also. This is a mystery opponent. We don't know who it's going to be. Scott Demore touched on Impact. He said a little hints out there to kind of confuse people. He said, maybe we'll do a little hardcore country. Maybe you're in a hot mess. It was great. Like, he played on the words, which meant Chelsea Green and Mickey James. Either one of them can show up. Chelsea Green... I still feel like he's going to be the mystery partner, so that's not going to happen. This very well could be Mickey James, and that would be awesome. I think that would be a good match. I'd be okay with seeing that. Uh, Perazzo wins here, though, folks. She's not losing that title to some mystery opponent. It's going to be great to debut somebody else, but that's all you're going to get out of this, the excitement of that, and I don't see anything farther. I think you're going to get a great technical match. I'm going with Mickey James as the mystery opponent. I'm going with Perazzo to win. Next up's a grudge match, Moose versus Chris Saban. To me, this match was been playing off of them two on Impact Wrestling for the last month. Um, it is what it is. It's a grudge match. They've had a quick little angle. Moose is going to get the win here. This is going to make Moose look like a million bucks. And you very well could see a debut after this match. Next up, the Ultimate X match. If you don't know what an Ultimate X match is, there's an X over top the ring with steel and a cross, just like an X, with an X hanging down and or title. They've done it differently before. The X Division title is hanging down. It's the champion, Josh Alexander, the walking weapon, the guy who is the next big thing in this business. Trust me, this guy is it. Versus Petey Williams, versus Trey, versus Ace Austin, versus Chris Bay, versus Rahit Rajul. This is going to be probably the best or next to the best match of the night. This is going to be just chaotic. This is going to be crazy. And nuts. They're going to be all over the place. I, I'm, I'm just praying nobody gets hurt. It's going to be like an ECW. I'm going to fly, dive all over the place, not care. If I get hurt, so be it. I've got to go with Josh Alexander here. I don't see anybody taking the belt off of him. If it is, if, if, it should be Chris Bay. The ultimate finesser. The guy is awesome. He does everything you need him to do in the ring. He's a great X Division talent. Other than that, Josh Alexander's winning this. Now, on to the main event for the Impact World title. Kenny Omega versus Sammy Callahan. Folks, kind of like this with Edge and Roman Reigns. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Here's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that we finally get some closure to this. Because at some point, Kenny has to lose this belt. If he doesn't lose it at Slammiversary, the only other time that he could lose it, in my opinion, would be Bound for Glory, which stretches us into October. Now, if Kenny loses the belt at All Out to Hangman Page, which I'm predicting will happen, then they could work that angle off of that where he's in a losing streak, and then he loses the Impact title. A month right after of losing the AEW title, then he loses the A AAA title, and then he has no belts hardly. So, there you go. 
that's what I could see happening. But I also could see him keeping it. I don't know. It's going to be tough. Uh, if I had to pick, I'm going with Kenny Omega keeps the title. I don't see a lot of title changes on this show. I just don't. I see a lot of surprises. But I don't really see anything spectacular as far as title changes. Not that the show's not going to be great. It's going to be great. There's no doubt. The card's structured perfectly for every angle that they've been building. So now, let's go next to Around the Turnbuckle. The new segment that I have that's going to touch on five tidbits that are going on around the internet. Could be a rumor. I don't like doing rumors, but for this segment, it's okay. Goldberg coming back to WWE next week. This is all over the internet. All over the internet. I even touched on it being... So this is really not a rumor. This has been somewhat confirmed. Guys, no disrespect to the 50-some-year-old man, but there's about 24, 30-some-year-olds who are ready to have their shot. And when you're sticking around, they don't get their shot. So what I'm saying is, Goldberg, you put Drew over. Just stay away. We don't need you, man. Thank you for whatever you've done, but go away. (laughs) Go away. Leave. Uh, number two, AEW. Now, I had wrote sold out, but as AEW usually does, they added more tickets. So now they're not sold out. But New York City in a tennis arena. <laughs> yes, folks, a tennis arena. Which, when I went and looked at the map of the logistics of the building, it's actually perfect for wrestling. The dynamics of the building are structured like a Greek Colosseum. It's perfect. Why WWE never called onto this building before? Maybe with a where the contract with Barclay or or maybe the contract with Madison Square Garden doesn't allow them. But AEW hit jackpot. I went and looked at photos of this place. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You could fit 22,000 people in this place. They've sold 18,916,000 tickets, folks. A promotion that hasn't even been around three years? The best Impact ever did was they sold, I believe it was 10,200 and something tickets in London. Which is a sellout and a very big profit maker. So, that just goes to show you, New York is a very hot wrestling crowd. Same thing with Philly. Same thing with Boston. Same thing with Pittsburgh. They're wrestling cities. Same thing with Baltimore. They were built on wrestling. Those coliseums made their money originally on Carnival, Harlem Trotters, and wrestling. That is true. Next up, number three, Jimmy Uzo. He has a drinking problem, folks. This ain't no rumor. This is a fact. Somebody needs to get this guy help. You know, you can get in trouble once, even twice, but three times, we got to make sure this guy's all right, or he's going he's gonna to get some serious trouble. He doesn't need to be driving, number one, and, and Vince should just chauffeur him around everywhere. If he wants to get drunk, let him get drunk in the car in the back seat. 
But don't let this guy have a car. Take his cars away from him. And make it a demand. Or you're released. Don't want to do that because he's part of the biggest angle on wrestling right now. But, hey, if you get in trouble, you know, I think a lot of people in this world should realize this too. If you get in trouble, you pay the repercussions for it. You just don't get away with it. So let's let's talk a little bit about another little tidbit that's been going around the internet. Ticket sales for wrestling. Hey guys, it, it's good. SmackDown sold out. AEW selling out everywhere. Even in North Carolina, they only need to sell another two thousand tickets and they're golden. They have sold out just about every show that they're going on the road with in at least the next five weeks. So Raw's not a sellout, but Money in the Bank's a sellout. Raw could sell out if Money in the Bank does well. So it is Raw just basically needs a jump start in the heart. They they need a they need to restructure that show. So here's a rundown of the release guys for WWE that could show up for impact tonight. Buddy Murphy cannot con- contractually show up, but he can show up on a highlight video. Just saying. Just saying. Tony Nese would be great pickup for the X Division. The Iconics would be great for the women's tag division. Calistio, another great X Division wrestler. I mean, that's that's basically to me, Chelsea Green's a given to me, folks. Mickey James, probably a given. So that's the rundown. Guys, it's so great to be back. It, I am happy to be back. It feels good to be back. It's good for you guys to hear my voice. It's nice to see a crowd back for wrestling. And hopefully, if everybody will do their part in society, we can get back to normal life again. And man, wouldn't that be great? It just would be fantastic for the wrestling business completely if we could just get back to normal. Guys, I really do hope you spend your money tonight. It's not expensive. $40 is not going to kill you. Support wrestling. Support Ring of Honor. Support Impact. Support WWE. Support whoever you like. The ones you don't like, you don't have to support them at all. But it would be nice because these guys have literally probably not made that much money in the last two years. Wrestling business went dry on the Indies, folks. Ring of Honor went dry. I mean, they're starting at square one again. Everybody went dry. When there's no people sitting in the seats, there's no ticket revenue. No ticket revenue equals the boys not making more money. And if there's no asses in seats, then there's no point in doing the carnival. Because nobody's watching. Nobody. Can you imagine going to a carnival and watching the trapezes on TV and all that? Yeah, it would look cool on TV. Imagine being a performer. With a lion and the tigers and the elephants and walking them around and just showing on a screen and you're doing all this. And the same thing, it's the same applies for wrestling. That's my point. Imagine getting the ring set up. Imagine taking it down. Imagine taking all the, the entrance ways down. Imagine paying the guys when you don't have any money coming in other than merchandise money or maybe network money if you're WWE. 
They got the biggest TV contracts in the middle of a pandemic, folks. So WWE's really not hurting. But people like Impact and even AEW, who's a young promotion, yeah, they got money, but that don't mean nothing. You still got to be profitable. So with that being said, folks, there ain't nothing going on tonight. I know that. So give Impact your money. Try it for once. Try it for one time. If you don't like it, hey, you don't like it. But I think it's worth the give. Guys, I love you all very much. Can't wait to see you next week. I'm coming back. I am back. And we're going to get back to it. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. This has been the Turnbuckle Takeover Podcast. This was your host, William Bailey. And I'm out.